Section 30 of Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States from Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Margaret Lang. Slave Narratives, A Folk History of Slavery in the United States. From Interviews with Former Slaves, Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various, Section 30, Fanny Kennedy, Ex-Slave, 79 Years. I don't remember much about the soldiers and the fighting and the war, because I wasn't much more than six years old at the surrender. But I do remember... Hamas Jordan Moss shot Leonard Allen, one of his slaves. I never forgot that. My mammy and pappy, Silo and Fanny Moss, belonged to Mars Jordan and Miss Sally Moss. They had about three hundred niggers, and most of them worked in the cotton fields. Mars Jordan was hard on his niggers. He worked them overtime and didn't give them enough to eat. They didn't have good clothes, neither, and their shoes was made out of wood. He had about a dozen niggers that didn't do nothing else but make wooden shoes for the slaves. The children didn't have no shoes at all. They went barefooted in the snow and ice, same as twas summertime. I never had no shoes on my feet twelve I was past ten years old, and that was after the Yankees done set us free. I was scared of Mice Jordan, and all of the grown niggers was too, except Lennon and Burris Allen. Them niggers wasn't scared of nothing. If the devil himself had come and shook a stick at them, they'd have hit him back. Leonard was a big black buck nigger. He was the biggest nigger I ever seed, and Burris was near about as big. And they spised Mars Jordan wasn't pizen. I was sort of scared of Miss Polly, too. When Mars Jordan wasn't round, she was sweet and kind. But when he was round, she was a yes-sir, a yes-sir woman. Everything he told her to do, she done. He made her slap Marmy one time, cause when she passed his coffee, she spilled some into saucer. Miss Sally hit Mammy easy, but Mars Jordan said, "Hit a Sally, hit the black bitch like she deserved to be hit." Then Miss Sally draw back her hand and hit Mammy in the face, pow. Then she went back to her place at the table and play like she eating her breakfast. Then when Mars Jordan leave, she come into kitchen and put her arms round Mammy and cry. And Mammy pat her on the back, and she cried too. I loved Miss Sally when Mars Jordan wasn't round. Mars Jordan's two sons went to the war. They went all dressed up in the fighting clothes. Young Mars Jordan was just like Miss Sally. But Mars Gregory was like Mars Jordan, even to the bully where he walked. Young Mars Jordan never come back from the war. But it would take more than a bullet to kill Moss Gregory. He too mean to die anyhow. Cause the devil didn't want him, and the Lord wouldn't have him. One day Moss Gregory come home on a furlough. He think he looked pretty with his sword clanking and his boots shining. He was a colonel, lieutenant or something. He was strutting round the yard, showing off. When Leonard Allen say under his breath, Look at that goddamn soldier. He fighting to keep us niggers from being free. About that time, Mars Jordan come up. He look at Leonard and say, What are you mumbling about? That big Leonard wasn't scared. He say, 
I say, look at that goddamn soldier. He fighting to keep us niggas from being free. Moss Jordan's face begun to swell. It turned so red that the blood near bow bust out. He turned to Pappy and told him to go and bring him his shotgun. When Pappy come back, Miss Sally come with him. The tears were streaming down her face. She run up to Moss Jordan and caught his arm. Old Moss flung her off and took the gun from Pappy. He leveled it on Leonard and told him to pull his shirt open. Leonard opened his shirt and stood there, big as a black giant, sneering at old Mars. Then Miss Sally ran up again and stood between that gun and Leonard. Old Mars yelled to Pappy and told him to take that woman out of the way. But nobody ain't moved to touch Miss Sally, and she didn't move neither. She just stood there facing old Mars. Then old Mars let down a gun. He reached over and slapped Miss Sally down, then picked up the gun and shot a hole in Leonard's chest big as your fist. Then he took up Miss Sally and toted it into the house. But I was so scared that I run and hid in the stable loft, and even with my eyes shut, I could see Leonard laying on the ground with that big bloody hole in his chest and that sneer on his black mouth. After that, Leonard's brothers Burris hated old Morris was a snake. Then one night he run away. Mammy said he run away to keep from killing old Morris. Anyhow, when old Morris found that he was gone, he took a bunch of niggers and set out to find him. All day long they tromped the woods. Then when night come, they lit fat pine torches and kept looking. But they couldn't find Burris. The next day old Morris went down to the county jail and got the bloodhounds. He bunked home with great Hassle at them yelping and pulling at the ropes. But when he turned them loose, they didn't find Burris. Cause he done greased the bottom of his feet with snuff and hog lard so the dogs couldn't smell the trail. Old Mars then told all the niggers that if anybody housed and fed Burris on the sly, that he gonna shoot them like he done shot Leonard. Then he went every day and searched the cabins. He even looked under the houses. One day in about a week, Miss Sally was feeding the chickens when she heard something in the pokeberry bushes behind the hen house. She didn't go around the house, but she went inside the house and looked through the crack. There was Burris laying down in the bushes. He was near about starved because he ain't had nothing to eat since he don't run away. Miss Sally whispered and told him to lay still that she going to slip him something to eat. She went back to the house and made up some more cornmeal dough for the chickens, and under the dough she put some bread and meat. When she went across the yard, she met Mars Jordan. He took the pan of dough and say he going to feed the chickens. My mammy said that Miss Sally ain't show no skill. She just smiled at old Mars and pat his arm. Then while she talked, she take the pan and go on to the chicken house. But old Mars, he go too. When they got to the hen house, old Mars' puppy began sniffing round. Soon he started to bark. He cut up such a fuss that old Mars went to see what was wrong. Then he found Burris laying in the poke bushes. Old Mars dragged Burris out and drove him to the house. When Miss Sally seed him take out his plated whip, she run upstairs and jump into bed and stuff a pillow over her head. They took Burris to the whipping post. They strip off his shirt. Then he put his head and hands through the holes in the top and tied his feet to the bottom. Then old Mars took the whip. That lash hissed like cold water on a red-hot iron when it come through the air. And every time it hit Burris and left a streak of blood, 
Time on Mars finished, Burr's back looked like a piece of raw beef. Delayed Burr's face down on her plank. Then they poured turpentine on all them cut places. It burned like fire. But that nigga didn't know nothing about it, because he done passed out from the pain. But all his life, that black man toted them scars on his back. When the war ended, Miss Sally come to Mammy and say, Fanny, I's sure glad you was free. You can go now, and you won't ever have to be a slave no more. But Mammy, she ain't had no notion of leaving Miss Sally. She'd put her arms round her and call her baby and tell her she's going to stay with her as long as she live. And she did stay with her. Me and Mammy both stayed with Miss Sally till she died. End of section 30